want to talk a little Highlander? We could talk some Highlander. How are you doing, Tyler? Hello, Highlander. I want, we're going to get back to this this tape of this of this big trouble in China because <laughs> I, I I did not know that I I really want to know I really want to know the the impetus of of the rewatching. It's one thing if you love something and you rewatch. It's another thing if you're like training yourself to love it. <laughs> so this this is interesting to me. This is interesting to me. We'll let this we'll let the audience simmer on that for a bit. So want to live forever, huh? Queen soundtrack. Yeah. That's the biggest tragedy, I would say, of Freddie Mercury's death. Because the Queen soundtrack, they could have done so many more awesome 80s soundtracks. Let's just admit. Oh, okay. I mean, there's, there's, I, I can only think of two, I think. And I, I feel like there's a third. I don't know why. There's a, There's got to be a couple more. And I could look it up. A couple going more. Going to Queen soundtracks. Oh. There's Flash Gordon, Highlander, and then I feel like there's at least a third one that everybody knows, but I just don't remember. Like a, a movie entirely. A movie score, yeah. Score, or like, maybe they just did two big songs. There. I mean, obviously, like Wayne's World has Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, but that's yeah. not really what I mean. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it wasn't really scored for it this way, but that uh, Knight's Tale used a lot of Queen. That would be that's yeah, true. Yeah. Sort of a Wayne's World. Yeah. That would be like the difference between like having Bowie in it versus like Bowie doing like mood songs for Labyrinth or something. <laughs> Which I do want to revisit at some point. And then I've got to revisit Dark Crystal because they're going to do Dark Crystal prequel series in Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Gross. weird. But it's going to be all Skeksy sex. It's going to Gross. be a hard R Dark Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Skeksy's. Was, Skeksy's on Skeksy's one, action. Was that wow. the one with Tom Cruise on? No, that's no. Legend. That's oh, Legend. Okay. You have to listen to the podcast because Danielle and I recorded one about Legend. I haven't <laughs> finished editing it yet. Mm, take okay. out all of her her, her swearing. <laughs> she swore too much for it to be. Uh, they I like to swear. It. God, no, no, it's not why. I just haven't. I'm, I'm lazy. Is it because you were like on your phone the whole time and there were? Like, I was these looking. Grand for, I was looking for the. Looking for I was the, just like, what are you doing over there? I like, was looking for the the tweet hashtag thing that when you were t- yeah. live tweeting it and I couldn't find it. That's what happened with that. Okay, then you had to talk to Dustin via text. No, I didn't. Cool thing we were doing. I didn't have to do that. Didn't have to, but you did. Okay, oh, fine, shit. fine. Throwing it. Thrown. <laughs> hey, it's, you know, it's okay. So you recently re- revisited Highlander. I've actually yes. watched Highlander twice in like the last ten months, so I feel competent to discuss it. Uh, and I have you know actually? Seen... Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, the... yeah. What? Well, that's the spoiler alert. Okay, there are mortals that use swords and cut each other's heads off. Yeah, it's I was sort of I got gruesome, that, but, but here's awesome. the thing with Highlander. Like, I always heard about it, right? But then when I go, like, oh, I should see that, and I look into it, it's like there's like all these Highlanders. There's like a TV show. It's like, what am I watching here exactly? Really, the first movie can kind of just stand alone, and then mm-hmm. they they took it. They they jumped off in a pretty bizarre way with oh, the second one, yeah. which can kind of be fun in its own whatever way, but. The first one stands alone as kind of a sci-fi fantasy. Didn't they remake it or something recently? I don't. They have not done a remake as far I, as I, I thought. Know. There was a fairly recent one. There's probably been a couple of fairly recent ones. They did a television show and they tried to connect the continuity with that. Mm. So it gets Highlander is a very very murky soup, a, a quagmire, yeah. if I will. It's like you took a soup bowl out into like a bubbling, Primordial like that ooze. that thing that they're walking through, that bog they walk through in Mordor or something. And then you you put put what was in that bowl on like on a table for someone, and you said, "Here, it's Highlander soup." It's starting to sound like a yeah, fuck we'll shit. That. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. But, I think that's where I was when I was like, "I should see this." But then, then you point to that like little piece of meat or something, and then you're like, "But that's just Highlander," and you're like, "You can pull that out and wash it off." 
Or like if, if you had it before it was even covered in the bog, <laughs> then you'd be like, oh, right, this is how about it's like a uh, French dip. You have your awesome sandwich, yeah. but then you have the choice of dipping it in this bowl of muck. That's probably better. Highlander is like a French dip, and the Highlander verse is the is the soup. Yeah, that you don't you can choose not to dip it in. You don't have to dip your toe you in don't that have soup. To dip. Okay. So and that would be my recommendation there for that. Anyway, so we're going to spoil the hell out of Highlander right now. People get heads cut off, powers get absorbed, the prize. The movie's 30 years old. It's gritty. I know, but I'm saying for Tyson, if he hasn't seen it. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you know. There are stupid parts in that movie, but they're good. They're fun. It's pretty cool. It starts at a wrestling match on Madison Square Square Garden, and then there's sword fights. and There's a lot of, like, shadowy sort of behind, like, you're in the background just kind of being creepy. It's kind of creepy. Highlander's cool because... Because? They do a lot of flashbacks, and you kind of figure out his the main character's sort of like realizing that he is different than his clansmen and i don't know it's, it's a great just, way to reveal the mystery right yeah it's cool you get a little sean connery action in it just sort a of spaniard yeah some comedic relief but you know they he gets he gets he meets his end i've got a thought about sean connery but it's sort of is a tangent, it? so I'll just save it okay. until after we're done. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you've got your gritty New York uh, 80s situation, which seems like the most appropriate place to have an end-of-the-world battle. I mean, it seems to be that place a lot sure. in a lot of movies. But but it's like the 70s version of the end of New York. It's, 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 it's gritty 80s, like she said. Yeah, it's, it's dingy it's, it's 80s. dingy mm-hmm. and like... There's, 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 there's actually the Punisher is in Highlander. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that's like an ex-Marine running around with machine guns thinking he's going to like regulate on the streets. Yeah. Just as like a side character. And he yeah. runs into like a sword fight in the alleyway, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's got that weirdness to it. But like you said, it, it's executed well enough. It's done by a music video director. And mm. so it kind of has some... Cool visuals, mm-hmm. like it's not high end. It's not like Ridley it's Scott or Tony Scott did it, but but it, it still looks pretty good. Yeah. And 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 it's real. Like they went to Scotland and shot the stuff in Scotland. That it's broad and epic and sweeping. And the mm-hmm. score, I would say, is pretty strong. Not it's just pretty, the, the songs. Yeah, but, you know, it's da da. You know, it it, it 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 carries you. If you saw it as a kid, like I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, like your babysitter's cool boyfriend was like, we should watch this. And he's like, see how he's saying, you could be only one? Remember that part and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because it is a movie that, like, if, you're the, kind of, if you're the yeah. kind of person, like, I watched it with Dustin and he had never watched it before. And if you're like me, sort of, sometimes, I'm trying to be better about this, where you're kind of like, <laughs> is it going to be like, is it good? Where you're asking questions of the movie, like, while you're watching the movie, it's like, just shut up and watch the movie. Like she's saying, it, it, it's a mystery that, that guides you through. It's a fairly effective plot, I would say, in mm-hmm. that sense. And it really does try to connect the dots for, to, to arrive at some kind of an emotional resonance for this character mm-hmm. and the idea of, like, being able to live a really long time. And you can fall in love with somebody, and they age, and you don't, and they may die. And they die, and you, yeah. And it's kind of, it's very emotional, right? <laughs> now, I'll ask you this: uh-huh. on this Blu-ray, they have a scene in World War II, and mm-hmm. then it shows the origin story of him meeting the young girl that becomes his like uh, his his his, his money penny, his receptionist, his money penny story. <laughs> I, for life of me, feel like that was, like, a scene that maybe was added for the Blu-ray or was, like, not in, like, the older VHS that I saw. Do you remember that from, like, the I first time you saw it? I remember that from okay. the first time I saw it. And then I feel like 
in a different movie, I saw another part of like another time that was similar to that where he met her. She was a little older or something. So there oh, was like another little tidbit cut. of like their little it's like very much early a movie history. you could see that where like they yeah. could have like a four hour, not a four hour, but like they could have like a weird thing where like these are these vignettes and then they choose, yeah. they could choose which ones to put in certain versions and for like they pad it out for TV mm-hmm. for another ten minutes. They could do that probably. Yeah, but back in the eighties when they always like Blade Runner cuts and stuff. Yeah. Yep, or Blade Legend Runner or, and Legend yeah. and yeah, all of them. Even um, like what is it, Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Did some time. weird stuff in that one too, but yeah, Highlander. So Highlander was fun. I definitely felt like more emo, maybe because I'm getting older and I can't live forever and probably don't want to. The idea of mortality um, is is a little more poignant. So it's just like, oh, that that's really that's a rough deal right there. Yeah. And then it's like he didn't know what his prize would be by being the only one. And it is just like that you get to like die. Yeah, it's something a little, it's a little like new a agey. little bit yeah. weird, like a weird, like you get to actually like be with that last person if you want to or be with yourself in solitude. And But you also feel connected to everyone but on the planet. Everything or and ev- yeah. everyone. Like that part isn't really explained totally well, but I don't think it needs to be exactly. There's a little bit of mystery to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun revisit. I do like that. So where, where do you land with your Highlander rating? It's up there on my list, it's my top 10, 10 right. list. And so I'm going to give it a four. Four out of five? Mm-hmm. I love your top 10 movies. It's a four out of five. You are They're, like never going to give a five out I'm of never going to give it. Well, Which we'll movie see. comes the closest for you? Which movie? Um, ooh, which movie comes the closest? Um... I guess it would See, be it's, your favorite movie. It's of it's really hard because it's like either Blade Runner or mm-hmm. like or like maybe and I gave Legend a four because it's kind of choppy, but I also really like The Fifth Element. That's a really we fun. We definitely hit that this summer. We've been yeah. meeting like the last two summers to do that. Like, well, and all the Indiana Jones yeah. movies are fun, but they're Except still not going to be. One. Yeah, that <laughs> <one> sucks. <laughs> Which actually ties into my definitely about like Sean a two and definitely none of those are going to be a five. We watched the fourth one. It, it's much more watchable the second time through. No, it's total garbage. It's, like, <laughs> it's not like so. Okay, so we watched all the Indiana Jones movies. They're <laughs> like all very, very silly and kind of stupid, but very enjoyable. Four is the worst. It is. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. It is it's not the so it's, bad. It's not the it's train wreck so everyone bad. says it is. Yes, it is. I, I saw four once. I was fighting the idea of getting a cold in the summer. Like, I'd gone and, like, mowed my brother's lawn and was pushing it around, sneezing and being pissed because it's like it was a Saturday. And it was like, I don't want to be having a cold and be sick on a weekend. It's pissing me off. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see Indiana Jones 4, which I've already had people say, like, don't bother, man. And I'm like, fuck off and die. Indiana (laughs) Jones is awesome. I don't want to go in there with this idea. You guys are all assholes. Yeah. I'm so mad, I'm sick, I go in and then I'm going to go to Arts Alive after like, I'm going to go out and then I'm going to come yeah, home and have a good fun Saturday fuck you, I'm not getting sick mm. I go in and I'm just like Prairie Dogs, okay uh, here we go and then, <laughs> Prairie Dogs and I'm like, oh, that French thing, okay and I'm like, oh, well, okay, here we go got out of the way, there's still time for it to get better yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I will say up and down 
Indiana Jones watching a mushroom cloud. That was a that's a fucking awesome image. Like that is a cool like they define like this is not Indiana Jones from the 30s anymore. Things have changed. No. And it kind of ultimately is why like the movie yeah. explodes. <laughs> right. Well, they could have done that without him being tossed around in a fridge. Probably. That's the funny yeah. part though. It's yeah. not it's not funny though. It's just it's so dumb. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a little dumber than anything in the other ones to a degree, or at least it, yeah. it reads that way. There so are so many things in that movie that just are so much dumber than anything in the other movies. The fridge thing is, it's it's not that dumb. The monkey, like, Shia LaBeouf swinging through... Shia LaBeouf in general. Oh my god. <laughs> trees. That was where that movie fell apart. I mean, it was it was like, oh man, this movie's not great, but then that happened, and you're like, oh no, this this sucks. I yeah, think that was like, about where I checked what? out. What? Not that bad. Still not that bad. Here's anything. So bad. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the I think it was when bringing back what's her name. They didn't need to do that because she just hasn't been in a movie in forever and seemed like somebody like shot her full of Botox and meth or something. And she's like, I'm back to being this character again, having a lot of fun, being pulled back in the universe, guys. And I'm like, yeah, uh, uh, whatever. Central okay. America just seems like a, the wrong setting. Indiana Jones movies need there to be no like Nazis, biblical. Like, it needs to be Nazis. Indiana, yeah. I wanted to see the, the Colonel Indiana Jones World War II movie that they skipped over because they were too dragging their feet chicken shit to actually make one Maybe in the last Maybe they were trying 10, to make Indiana years. Jones kind of combine with the X-Files. Maybe that huh. was what yeah. they were working yeah. on. Yeah. Alien stuff Extraterrestrials, really yeah. Involved. yeah. yeah. Huh? We're, we're talking about Highlander. We were talking about Highlander, we were. and then we, we sidetracked. We went on a tangent. Were you, were you done with Highlander? Did you I'm never done with it? Highlander. Okay. Well, we'll revisit Highlander at some future podcast, <laughs> unless you have actual right. things you want to say no, about it right it's now. a good movie. It's and you fun. had something about Sean Connery, which right. relates to... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually relates to the Indiana Jones. So here's my thing. Uh, Sean Connery was in the third Indiana Jones. Yes. And he's still alive. Right. The age difference between him and Harrison Ford was it's pretty not that yeah, yeah it's, not, it's that not that great. So they could still have him in the next one, but my whole thing—they well, can't have him in the fifth one that they're making because they already established that he he was dead in the fourth one. Right. Well, it could be a flashback or something. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, but the whole thing is well, I'm still alive, Junior. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they could fake it. No, nobody's ever really dead um, in the movie universe. So here's the thing. In the third one, Sean Connery doesn't do anything that you don't expect an old man to do. Like, he takes down a plane by scaring birds with his umbrella. Right. Like, he doesn't, he's not like a particularly adept fighter. Like, right. he's right. a very believable old man. Yes. What they needed to do and what they need to do with Indiana Jones is make him a believable old man because there are other ways to be badass as an old man rather than still like having fist fights on the top of Jeeps. Right. Like it's not believable, it's not fun. It's like Indiana Jones should be evolved basically past this. He should be more cerebral. He should be you know, he fight a different way, and there can be a new young, like Chris Pratt type Indiana Jones character that maybe this is his rival, maybe it's and his understudy. Yeah, does that that stuff where he's like trying to show him the ropes, like, "Hey, idiot!" Like that would have been a good. You're pitching a, a much better idea for the fourth movie. Which yeah, unfortunately, it, they skip past and say, oh, "Let's make him a greaser." It's his son, and that's what. Yeah, it was so we'll dumb. Still have him fight on it on it because it's one last go around, right? Because they the they thought that people really wanted to see old lethargic Indiana Jones. 
<laughs> slugging it out, and it's just like uh, I don't, I don't want to see this. Well, there is still. I, I, will, I will admit, I will admit, there is still that you know, Dark Knight Returns quality in me that's just like this guy is this one character. It's not an idea. It's not a. It's not a not a role somebody well, fills. Here's the thing with Dark you know, Knight: the is, Batman is Bruce Wayne, and if he's sixty years old, he's well, going to beat everybody's ass in that room. <laughs> well, see, even even in that though, they he like is magic. Batman gets beat up a lot in yeah, Dark Knight. He does, but he's also not as old as Indiana Jones That's in true. the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> To Frank Miller's credit, which no one will say now for various reasons, right. um, he figures out a way that he does. He does exactly what you said. He gets cerebral. He's like, I'm, I'm, I, I can't fight him, you know, that way. Right. Yeah. He Every fights time we podcast, yeah. we're going to talk about Dark Knight Returns. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a way back to it. Right. So well, yeah, yeah, I'll get him slow in the mud, and then I'll beat the shit out. That's of That's exactly the right. thing. Like we needed to see more of Indiana Jones thinking rather right. than just punching. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and they just had too much time passed. Anyway, that was a really long aside on the Indiana Jones. <laughs> Not unintentionally. None of us have watched it recently. Mm-mm. We did a little Highlander there. Are you? We just watch Indiana Jones. All oh, right, you guys watch. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, and you know what? To your credit, I kind of uh, next. Time, I want to watch the third one again because the third one's my favorite. And I think um, maybe I'll check out the fourth one sometime again. One yeah, more the, time. the just, originals were fun, definitely, and like they weren't overly serious. So, like in that, I kind of get how the fourth one is somewhat in the vein, but they just went too far with it. And it, it just wasn't. It, it it really makes you ask the question of does this just not translate anymore? Or is Harrison Ford too old for this? That it, Yeah, but it becomes a weird question of like, am I too old for this? You know? Right. Yeah. Am I too old for what the modern equivalent of Indiana Jones actually even is? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the music. The kids love this pop music crap that I can't stand, but back in my day, the pop music was good. And it's like, no, it was always pop music. It's always better in your yeah. memories. I was also going to ask Danielle, because Blade Runner was so high up on her list, mm-hmm. have you seen the trailer for the new one? No, I'm not. She's going to go no trailer. I'm going to go, oh, like, no trailer, just... Huh? Are you going like, to, literally, like, if you're in a theater watching something else and it goes, and it pops up and you see, like, Gosling with the, with the coat and everything, you're going to, like, cover your eyes and na 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 na. Probably. It's Ryan Gosling. It's Gosling. Ah, I think fuck. Harrison Ford is in it, though. Harrison he? Ford's in it. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I might. I've I don't seen want the... it to be spoiled. I want to go in raw. Yeah. I want to like see it the I, way I that it. it is in that moment. I ever since high school, trailers just kind of. It's the second trailer that usually gets you. Like, but the really trailer movies. they have put out for it is really good. There's elements that are good. I can. It's 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 that second trailer. See, like the the teaser for Blade Runner. I don't know if you saw that, but the teaser was cool because it was just some some visuals that really harkened back to the original, and then it was just like you established that Harrison Ford is so thinking think he's I being chased by the Goss. Did see and, that yeah. one? And, and I was the, like, oh, they're making a thing. Yeah, okay. and the Goss is like, things were simpler then, and you're like, mm. oh, that's a nice, elegant little phrase. It means that they understand a quick, little, jokey way to say like. This is the sequel. It's going to be a bigger deal, maybe. <laughs> but the new visuals, I don't know, man. You got Leto. I'm not keen on that. I'm not going to spoil the trailer for you. Jared Leto, too? You got Leto oh, and Goss. I know, right? And then it, Leto... it looks very shiny and stuff. I, I just don't like, know. Like, too shiny? Like, are they going to make it like a shinier version? Because that place is shiny. No, I think they, they're keeping water. it pretty dark. They're, the they're original keeping was elements very dark. dark, but... Yeah. but, but the, the, and they're to their credit, they're, it looks like they're going to have a, a, a greater versatility of landscape and environment, which could be very cool. Could be, but that's also like 
I don't know. It's like anime sci-fi 101 type stuff. You know, it's like, oh, well, here will be the uh, bizarre rooftops artificial snow thing or here will be the the you know well i feel like every city sci-fi movie is sort of like it sort of is blade runner and they all do something to try and differentiate themselves so now you're actually doing the blade runner sequel and Mm. like how is it going to not just feel like (laughs) some kind of weird (laughs) thing like like a parody of the parody of the the copy of the trash or something i'm very uh Skeptical. I probably shouldn't have watched the trailer for that. I, <laughs> I, I will avoid. I'm going to tell you to avoid those. I'm going to avoid the okay. actual proper trailer for Last Jedi. I've seen the teaser, and the teaser has me stoked, and I'm going to walk away from it. I'm going to try my best not to watch any more Star Wars related stuff, and I'm going to probably have to go net dark for like a week and a half before because these freaking reviews on these sites come up like a week before the movie's out. And they're like, B minus, didn't work. And you're like, fuck off. I just wanted to go see the movie. And make my yeah, own but with movies like that, they always want to be the the dissenting opinion. You know, they don't want to Sometimes, just, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, every once in a while a movie comes out and everyone's like all on board. And it's like, it's the greatest movie ever. But yeah. it's like, I feel it's Star Wars. Like someone wants to make their mark by saying they didn't like it. The critics want to be the dissenting opinion at first, and then as soon as there's a dominant opinion established, then everyone bandwagons onto it. Mm-hmm. The critical wave. The critical wave, indeed. And and a lot of times it's just, like, it's almost like a phrase. And then the, no- the annoying part about it is that then you go in and you see the movie, and you're like, yep, that's the phrase. Everyone is actually right. It's, if you want to be fair to it, it's, you know, it didn't do this very well, but it did this other thing pretty well and got back to his roots. B plus. That's yep. There you go. You know mm-hmm. that to me is almost the more annoying part about criticism is that it's just going to save you the two hours and the experience <laughs> because chances are if it's done halfway decently it's going to be exactly what you expected out of it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that was the trailer for, for we talked about the trailer. Now Ragnarok, right? You're talking about yeah. Thor three, the combination of bringing other characters into other movies, playing around. You've got. Well, I, what were Hulk, Hulk going on here, right? Yeah. Um, they actually showed this trailer right before Guardians 2. Yes, they did. They showed that one. They showed Justice League. They showed Wonder Woman. And now I want to see all of them. But I think that the next one is Wonder Woman and then Thor. Thor said coming soon when I saw the trailer, which means yeah. that I hadn't, didn't have a date I think there is a release date for it sometime. But at any rate, it's the Marvel movie that I think I'm most looking forward to does look like they're just going to have some fun with it. It looks like it's going to have all kinds of crazy, colorful, zany action well, and a little bit of comedy, too. Because the Miller guys, the, or not Miller, but it's Phil Miller and, and Lord, like the guys that did the Lego movie or something like oh, yeah. that are doing it. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is that I started off not really liking Thor the because the first movie was kind of like, yeah, Thor is a big Norse guy and he's on Earth for some reason fighting things we don't care about but loki was the more interesting right part. i think it's chris hemsworth i think has really like shown what he can do with that character yeah. and there have been other things like marvel did that uh those youtube videos on like oh, being the, thor's roommate yeah that was those guys that do that did the comedy mm-hmm. stuff and doing the third one saying we're gonna troll the fans even more about I don't know Thor comedy directors is like yeah here's the sitcom Thor and they were so those were yeah. so funny when he has the like drawing of the hammer and he's got a little Thor and when he has the like the bed and the drawer for his hammer and it's just like 
And Chris Hemsworth has great comedic timing. Like, if you saw the Ghostbusters movie, like, he was hilarious in it. It sounds like they're giving him the ability to flex that muscle more. Even in the secret ending of Doctor Strange, when, you know, he's like, I don't do tea. He gets the beard. Yeah, Yeah, his... The character, I feel like, is fleshing out. They're making him funnier, which I think... It looks like they're going to stick to space. There probably won't be any Earth in this movie. No, yeah, it doesn't look like... Well, maybe just a little bit of Earth. The last Earth will probably be Homecoming, and then it's all going to be space. But he refers to being in the Avenger as his job. Yeah. He's like... I know for work. Yeah, I know for work. He's like, that's funny. Like, I feel feel like this character is sort of like a Drax kind of character, where he's just kind of this big... You know, he's mostly muscle. Right. And with the ability to deliver comedic lines really well. So I and just his like adventure. Yeah, just his adventure through space and losing the hammer and fighting Hulk. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I think I'm looking forward to it too. I'm looking forward to them maybe they are kind of all just jumping on the like levity of the Guardians stuff and especially with their space stuff. Well that character too. Like I feel like the the more out there characters, the ones that come from space and, yeah. you know, have some like kind of hard to, you know, they're harder to suspend your disbelief, these characters. Right. So, so then if you bring a big, big grain of salt and, and a yeah, lot and of you make it funny, yeah, make funny fun, fun. people will accept it more. It looks like Idris Elba's character is going to get to do something cool in this one, too. And they mm. got him all, like, with his hair down, looking pissed off. And, oh, and like, they, they got brooding. the gold bloom for it. Yeah. Mm. And they got gold bloom, too. Yeah. It's like, like, like the, whatever he is. He's like, uh, <laughs> what's his name from the Hunger Games? Was he one of the dancing <laughs> figures in the, like, third version of the credits at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy He was in one 2? of the secret endings, yeah. He wasn't in one of the secret endings, though, was he? I kept thinking he was going to show up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was I in didn't, one of them. I didn't see it then. I missed it. I watched all of them. They have too many of those. Yeah, now. they had five. I kind, of, <laughs> I kind of, in a weird way, because of the way that movie was done and the way those credits were, at first I thought, okay, that's kind of dumb, but then I kind of liked it because it was almost like a Smokey and the Bandit sort of like, <laughs> like okay, what's going on now? You know, yeah. like, like it was almost outtakes, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But it kind of was. So I was kind of like, okay, fine. Let's do, if you're going to do a bunch of secret endings, do it mm-hmm. that way. Break them apart. Or if you're gonna... I, I'm just annoyed because it's like, yeah. is, it, is it okay to leave now? Will they show another one? Uh, I just, I I've just to... settled into the idea of just like, I'm just going to chill, let everyone else leave or not leave or whatever. I'll just stay here until they're let, not showing let anything. Let the, screen, the screen, let the lights come up, try not to bump my shins on the way out and go take a piss and a PS <laughs> and then go... Uh, and then P.A.S. out. P.A.S. out and then drive my car home. Mm-hmm. In like some kind of mood about things. Like if I saw a Bond movie, I pretend I'm driving a Bond car. And then you get home. Ah, another secret ending. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. No, I think the alternate secret endings when it's like, what are you going to see the movie three times and see oh, which, right. which place Logan ends oh, up with at the that. end? Yeah, fuck that shit. I feel like those it's moments can't be very pivotal to the story because yeah. then they would, you know, make sure that you saw them. Yeah. They're just yeah. like fan things. Like right. if you know the it's character, it's like I know who that is. <laughs> So, uh, I guess that was the trailers for that, I guess. Is there any other trailers? Any other what we saw thing anybody wants to address right now? This is like a very official meeting. Uh, starting it's like to a come city council <laughs> meeting now. Or Just something. that White Boy Day is coming. I was going to ask you about when White Boy Day is going to be. Soon. Okay. Probably going to watch it tomorrow. Ooh, mm-hmm. White Boy Day. Yeah. True Romance. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's yeah, very Yeah, you'll be gross. at work. 
It's very And rough. I will enjoy it. Uh, I'm actually, like, I wasn't sure how I felt, but since seeing the newest trailers, I'm actually kind of excited for the Wonder Woman movie. I'm, I, I think I saw whatever trailer has, like, her, like, how you fight in a dress thing and stuff like that. And I thought, like, that looks like decent enough humor, so mm-hmm. we got that part all right. Uh, I'm excited for the World War One setting. Uh, mm-hmm. Those yeah. are some of my favorite young Indiana Jones episodes, while well, World War One ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I really, like I've said before on the podcast, I really want it to be good, and I think that there's a way, a pretty straightforward way it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's see. there's a lot. It's high stakes on it, so that's I feel like a lot of people are like in this like, will it be good? Will yeah. it, please let it be good kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's and like a lot of people want it to be good. And then there's also that problematic side of then are a lot of people going to give it sort of not necessarily false praise, but like make a point of saying how acceptable it is, mm-hmm. even if it's not that great. Like, like with the, you mentioned the new Ghostbusters where I think a lot of people came out of the woodwork just to be like, it was a fun little popcorn movie. It's like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't have said anything nice about this if you didn't feel like it was kind mm-hmm. of like you had to kind of toe the line for some, but political the, reason. I disagree. I think the new Ghostbusters movie is pretty good. Not as good as the first one, still pretty good. I never saw it, so I can't speak to that. It, I thought it was it. actually pretty good, too. It wasn't as strong as I would have liked it to be, but I had no problem with them being women, which seems to have, you know, got a lot of people's panties in a twist. I think the thing is... <laughs> that's all I heard about No, but that's the thing. Is people were like, just trying to make a big deal about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, the marketing tried to make that a big deal both ways. Like, it tried to, like, well, you get marketing either way. Like, it's all female cast. Isn't that awesome? And then you're like, I don't know. And they're like, what? People are saying it's not awesome because it's all female cast. <laughs> like, eh. I, you know, it's like a lot of things. Like, there's like a tiny little percentage of serious troll assholes and then people expand it out, you know? Mm. And and then it's like, that's not the argument anyone's having. You're creating a straw man here out of, or straw woman, out of, out of <laughs> something. Can be and anything then when days. I can see it be yeah, a angry anything. manipulative thing, it's like, it's not... It's not about that. Like those are, you know, those people are, can be funny in movies, and comedy can be hit or miss. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Let's not pretend it works just because, mm-hmm. like, we have to like wave the flag and toe the line, because mm-hmm. like, that's not going to actually make things get better, right? No, but I I feel like it was fine. Um, but yeah, Wonder Woman, I feel is going to have that harder because she is such a feminist icon. And women have not gotten a good superhero yet. And there's a lot riding on this portrayal. So a lot of people who hold this character really close to their hearts are either going to be very upset or they're going to hopefully be pleased. It'll be it'll be a weird concept because whatever they throw in there, I can see people can take it either way they want to. And that's going to have to say more about the people, more about the critic than it does about the movie. You know, So if there's some scene where she's sexualized, you could probably play it as being comedic and her owning her sexuality or her being, you know, you know, taken out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, I feel like she, her, she's a character was pretty strong in, in Beavis. I mean, what do you think? In what? Oh, Batman. Batman yeah. Superman. <laughs> yeah. Um, they didn't really give there was, her there was a ton to there, do. But, but right. there was nothing there that offended me about her, her in the, in the movie. She shows no. up, she kicks some ass and she, yeah, she does was, her spy thing. And, yeah, she was fine, yeah. but again, it didn't really like get much into her as a character. Right, and in the trailer for Justice League, it looks like she's rightly kind of taking on like the 
She's kind of the Superman. The leader. Yeah. yeah. She'd be mm-hmm. the superhero leader with Superman being gone. Mm-hmm. You know? And Batman has never really been part of the Justice League. He kind of operates outside of the Justice well, he's League. He's always been part of the Justice right, League. Right, but he's always like, you know, you need me. You know, he always, he doesn't want to take he, on he's the and, He's like the leader who assumes leadership and then even though like back. someone like else yeah it's like here's yeah it's like here's what you need to do i'll be over here yeah <laughs> he's the elder statesman yeah right. um but so, no there there is it's uh, there is a lot of anticipation and i think yeah it think they owe it to female superheroes to do it right because like what have we got so far electra and catwoman and those have just been so terrible. Different era, too, of superhero movies. Those both came really... Those both were pre-Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Well, even, like, Marvel. Like, who, what females have they tossed out there so far? Black Widow and... Yeah, well, Jessica Jones in the, in the, in the television verse, right. if you will. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that... And this is where I think I had a very minor issue with Jessica Jones. They just have to watch the almost meme-level feminist neo-feminist pitfall stuff Mm -hmm. you know like let's not hit like let's not worry about the like creeps tell girls to smile shit or something (laughs) like that you know Mm -hmm. like let's not do that wonder woman would be above that and it's she's a feminist icon because she's she's a badass that takes care of shit well she comes (laughs) from so she just needs to do what she does well she she is a feminist icon because she comes from a a world where none of the the tropes and none of our preconceived notions right. about women exist like she doesn't understand why any woman wouldn't be right. the equal of and so you can have you can have the fish out of water comedy element while you're still doing sort of like criticism of that mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't feel too pandery or like right. too like of, it'll of now it'll go off the rails if they like teach her to be more feminine or something like well, I don't think they'll do that it would right just be more well, like, that's what I'm be saying more like, like, like if, if there's too much of like the writer's soapbox coming through as opposed to just like here's a solid character doing something solid mm-hmm. that's female yeah there you go you were gonna say something you were gonna rally oh i was gonna rally a little bit the the smile line from jessica jones was the most satisfying part of that series i think <laughs> maybe but that will at some point either i hope be d- kind of weirdly dated like i said it is kind of a, a mean thing it still it happens though well, I'm not saying it <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that it's mm-hmm. I don't know to me it just it rubbed me the wrong way mm-hmm. and maybe it was fine that it did that I'm a creep what do you want me to say <laughs> I tell people to do that all the time I'm like you smile you sit down the corner you mm-hmm. play in the dirt mm-hmm. you do this tell men and women alike to smile that's what I, I do I tell I just point at things and have things and tell them what to do. Yeah. I've been told to smile and I fucking hate it when people tell me to smile. Or do anything, really. Yeah. Right. Don't tell me to do a fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me to do anything either. And But it also comes from like a certain point of uh, I don't know, yeah. do we wanna do we want to talk privilege now too? Mm-hmm. Where it's like are we are we are we are our problems to the point where like we get angry at somebody that wants us to maybe just try to be a little happier, man. You seem so miserable. I'm sorry, I wish you were happier. But that's not always what it's about, too. It's, it yeah. is about like you can't mind taking and right. forcing someone. I don't. To I don't think anyone's going to tell Wonder Woman to smile in this movie. I really <laughs> hope not. But I. I don't know that I trust the DC bullshit festival over there well, not to do something stupid like that. Well, that's the thing, movie. and that's why I think so many people are like skeptical. Skeptical yeah. because, but you know, from what I've seen so far, and like early impressions, people seem to be pretty happy so far. Yeah. It can be done. 
Mm-hmm. It can be done. It's just, will it be done? Well, let's go. <laughs> you wanted to get Rosie's take on the whole situation. What do you think, Rosie? As a strong, independent woman yourself. Yes. <laughs> so, have you had time to think about this? So you forced yourself to watch a VHS edited version of Big Trouble in Little China until you loved it? It's... This, this isn't Stockholm Syndrome kind of thing. <laughs> this was just... I, I, I mean, I watched Pete's Dragon probably a hundred times, too. I understand kids do that, but the, yeah. the way, you, you, way you, you phrased this, it almost sounded like you really didn't like it at first. So, like, No, I really liked it at first. That's okay. the thing. I really liked it at first. So then I watched it a, a, probably more times than I should have, and then I kind of hated it till literally about five years ago. And I finally watched it again. And I went, oh, shit, this movie's even better than I remember. Yeah, just I remember he made me watch it. Right. And I'm glad he did. Right, right. Because <laughs> I definitely would have never watched it without Tyler's endorsement. Well, and then I went through my little phase with it where one day I came home from work and I was like, I need to watch that tonight. And then I've watched it probably like five more times since then. Interesting. It's, and it's just medicine. I don't know. It's good. It it's gets me medicine. in the right spot. Copyright industry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's magic. It's a special thing that has never been... I, I've never seen anything quite like it. And it's, it's probably the best John Carpenter movie there is. I can't think of a better one off the top of my head. I mean, he made... I mean, well, John Carpenter's made a lot of really weird kind of crappy things. But a lot of good things, too. What else did he do? Well, uh, they they live. That was Johnny. Oh. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> John Carpenter, vampires. Don't forget vampires. Don't forget vampires, which I liked uh, more the first time I saw part of it on TV than the actual second time. And Lord of Illusions. That's Clive Barker. Damn it! You've done this, I think, twice on the podcast, by the way, with your Clive Barker confusings. Um, John Carpenter is a guy who made essentially high end B horror movies. From the get-go, but he's a craftsman, and he's a movie maker, and he doesn't fuck around with it, and he does a lot of the elements, he does the scores, he writes them a lot and stuff, too. They've had a weird resurgence of popularity and kind of like, I would say, sort of secondary critical pass, where these were things that were probably considered, like I said, be not like high-end stuff. But now most critics would probably even tell you, at least certainly modern critics, came up in the 80s and stuff, that like, no, this guy makes pretty solid or made had a window of time pretty solid movie something like uh the thing god damn it, that's that was it, yes. with Thank kurt you. russell and stuff is considered like one of the better more recent you know not recent but horror movies so i mean you got practical effects you got kind of interesting subtextual ideas about paranoia and disease uh and something like that big trouble in little china is one of those ones where you've got like I mean you've got action and comedy, but you, you you do the old switcheroo with like the sidekick is the cool cool guy and the cool guy is the comedic sidekick, and it makes it I think it was a, definitely ahead of its time in terms of that switcheroo, like in the eighties when it came out and it didn't have, it wasn't terribly well marketed blah blah blah. blah. And it just, you know, it's an 80s movie. It just moves at a decent pace. The the action's good. The, it's funny. I could never watch it as often as as, as Tyler does. Um, well, that's because he is Jack. What's for, for me, it's very much... For, <laughs> me, for, me, for, no, for me, it's very much a movie that fits in a certain kind of, uh, like, mentality and time window of, you know, me and all my seasonal watchings, you know? Like, I don't feel like I'd ever watch it in the summer. Maybe I could at some point, but... 
it's kind of like a dreary day, rundown, like it's a you know, it's a little Xanax for the soul. I don't know what it is. Whatever what you were just talking about just made me think about like how I haven't been able to get myself psyched up for movies as much lately. Well, that's just getting older. I yeah. mean, you just you, you've seen enough stuff. You kind of like have your you build your library. It, it, we're, it isn't. It isn't. Like I was talking with my pal Dustin today, have, having breakfast, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Life's expensive," and I'm like, "Yeah." And I got into like, well, you know, you know how to do all these things. Like, you know, you could raise chickens and blah blah blah. blah get into like, you know, the, you know, they have your own eggs and, da, 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 and save a little money on that. And he's like, "No," but he's like, "Rent and stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah." Well, I mean, like. I've got, you know, a handful of comic books and graphic novels or whatever, and I got my movie collection. And yeah, the older you get, it's kind of like you, the new stuff you just, doesn't necessarily have to even be bad. It's just not for you anymore, and so you get less excited. I mean, they're definitely drawing it out now, where I mean, like, I don't know, I'm 36 years old. They don't really make the kind of movies they made for, 30, for middle-aged people that would come to the theaters 10, 20 years ago. We're a different kind of movie for a different kind of, like, mindset. And it's, I mean, we can get into sociology, big picture stuff about all over the place with the man-child, you know, part 40, part 60, or part 14, part 60 <laughs> thing, where, it, where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm still, like a <laughs> it, it can get really, yeah, it can get really bummer is, is the thing, because you're talking about, I mean, like, superhero shit and stuff like that, and you're, you know, old enough to have, like, kids that are old enough to almost be over that kind of phase of what they get out of drama. I mean, so, well, so, that's so that's why it's weird, you know, that's why strange. I actually think has why I like comics is because the people who grew up reading those characters are now writing those characters. And so they're like the same age you are. Right. And they're writing better stories in the stories that you, A lot of times. you could have read as a kid. And so it's an evolving medium where it's like movies kind of appeal to the lowest common denominator in a lot, a lot of, of times, with yeah. a lot of these things. So it can be very hard to psych yourself up for something and you're just like, please let this be good so I can yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, the, the, I think a lot of the problem is that we we all have nostalgia-itis or whatever you want to even call it. Where we it's want it, we love to talk it. about the thing. Yeah, right, right, right. But I mean, like to the point where it's, uh, you know, it's pathological. It's, it's, it's maybe bad. You have to look towards the future, towards new things, towards unexpected things. Like tonight, I'm gonna, you know, sit down and have my dinner and then I have like place to myself. And I'm trying to figure out: Do I want to rewatch a movie that I know I like, or do I want to look at the vast number of movies that are out there? And like the quality of my freaking day, just sitting there eating dinner or my evening, will be affected as to whether or not. If I pick out something brand new, just some like, oh, this looks like it might be good and it's awesome, mm-hmm. that'll be awesome. But there's a good if chance it's you'll just shit be fest, then it'll be like, wah, 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 it's like wah, I could have watched something I would have enjoyed. It's scary, right? You know, <laughs> um, yeah, getting super big picture and psychological about all this crap. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, so that's where we're at. We're like, we're getting so much soft reboot, remake, retelling, revisiting. I mean. I'm actually at the point now, and this is a serious tangent. So they just finished Samurai Jack on Totunami. They just finished it. I haven't watched any of it. It's all on my DVR. I'm kind of rewatching the show. I don't know that I'm gonna watch those. <laughs> and I'm and it's it's a very weird Ian reason because like that's that's like a you know that's like a it's like a thing like like that's a, if you want to talk like bullshit 
drama, action, adventure, cartoon, all of that crap is all just metaphor for what we go through in real life, right? Mm-hmm. He's just a guy that wants to, like, defeat the evils, and most days he goes out there and he does something, and he helps somebody else out, and then he's just alone again at the end, and he just walks away. And that's kind of, like, where he was left off. Mm-hmm. And now you're saying, okay, you're going to put, like, a, a definitive end on this? I don't know that, I don't know that, that, that there's an actual end for that. Yeah, like, you're like fine with where it was. I'm not even necessarily sure that I'm fine with where it was, but as I'm rewatching the show, I'm kind of like, I think this is a show that maybe doesn't have an ending, and maybe that's what they do with the ending. I don't know. Yeah. I have to, but I have to derive it some trust there. <laughs> so I, I will eventually finish it, but like they said, mm-hmm. that, but it's it, harder to psych yourself up for and, it. And yeah, yeah, revisiting things even two or three years later, it's it's hard for them to get it right. There's a magic of why something exists. It's of its time, even if it's not. And I don't know. I mean, have, has that, it's like what they say: you can't go back again. It's like so many times they bring things back, and it's never as good. Right? Like, have, has anyone here definitively seen a reboot or a brought back that that they thought was good? You actually can go back again to Big Trouble in Little China all the time. It's fantastic, <laughs> but that's not. But that's not the. the that's not the one starring DTRJ. Well, the, that's the no. Now, going back again. Like? Going back again with them would be them making a sequel to that movie. Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah, but would, you would not be happy. With I bet I would, actually. I don't think you would. I, would, I don't think I'd love You'd it as much like, as I would the first one. Nope, that's not how those characters... That's not how that story ended. I I, I could. I, I will definitely watch one with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now I'm on a different channel. <laughs> I will watch that movie so much. I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Are we calling him what DCRJ is what I call him? Are they making a sequel to him in it? But they've been talking about it for a while. It's a reboot or a remake or something, mm-hmm. right? It's one of those ones where, like... Uh, it was like the Dark Tower where they like they had this whole like this whole idea put together like it's gonna be like Liam Neeson and it's gonna be this thing. Here I don't know if you, you didn't follow that at all. No. And then it ended up being um oh, Idris Elba's Yeah, Idris Elba. Like and so they had like so they they've rebooted this movie like that movie a bunch of times. And so like I've heard They finally made it though. It's yeah, it's yeah. almost done. Mm-hmm. It's a series, right? Oh, they made a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, they, The Dark Tower. I thought it was going to be a series on HBO. I thought it was going to be a movie. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just... pretty sure it's a movie. Oh. Oh, well, well. Yeah, it doesn't look like a particularly high-budget movie, but it is a movie. But I, I but no, I, I, I will absolutely watch Big Trouble in Little China with, with the, the Rock. And I, I've heard that there was, there was like, there was some amount of pre-production that went into a Chris Pratt Big Trouble in Little China as well. I feel like he would be a better successor to Kurt Russell it's, that's just rock. it do you want to try to emulate the Kurt Russell or do you right. want to bring what the rock the rock does have a character here's the thing is that like the movie with a different character a different actor is going to be a different movie because yeah and you might not be able to capture that capture that same magic exactly because, it might be the better reason mm-hmm. it, might, it might actually work because of that they're not trying to like get it the might same work, but in the it, it would work. They're trying to just different, get different lightning in the bottle. It would work for a different reason. <laughs> if it works, it would work <laughs> for a different. Reason. <laughs> uh, there, uh, I feel like I feel like neither Chris Pratt nor Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm going to keep saying it like that. <laughs> uh, I, neither of them. They both. I think all their characters they play tend to love themselves a little bit more than Kurt Russell's Jack Burton loved himself. He loved himself very much, but he was also like constantly disgusted with himself in that entire movie he was always like very disappointed with every action that he, he took I, I don't know if you watched again he, the, the amount of times he says like god damn it after doing something it's like it's 
you you don't have enough fingers for it. So like, I, if they can pull that off, if they can just like just hate themselves just a little bit, I think it'll be fine. Right, whiny is I think key. Chris Pratt, I, can, can I be could whiny see Chris Pratt bit. could do that because he used to be like the the bad luck kind of fat guy. Like he he could do that self loathing a little bit, although he loves himself a lot nowadays. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Always part of the problem. Uh, so you watched like uh, Buckaroo Banzai. To me, Buckaroo Banzai is this thing I saw late enough. I think the greatest experiment with this is you take a cult movie that a lot of people like. It's like something like for you might be like Highlander. And when you see it later in life, you don't have that extra dense nostalgia grabbing you. So you have to you assess it a little, little bit more objectively. So Buckaroo Banzai is kind of like that for me. Like I look at it and I see all these zaniness and I'm like, I really appreciate that something like that exists with these characters. But this the last time I watched it, I was like, this is like the weaker part three of like a seven part movie story. Like I, we didn't get the origin of how all the buckaroos got together or what did they call the like the the blue blue cowboys or some shit like that. But the point is, it's all it, it's all kind of played, sort of underscored and everything. And then at some point, that was going to even connect to Big Trouble in Little China, like as the sequels were going to like interconnect. Yeah, so every now and again when you see something fun like a Guardians, it will tie it to Guardians of the Galaxy as we wrap this thing up. This two and a half hour long podcast. Well, I'll, I'll cut some of it down. Hey, you know, we only get together every six months. It's, it's fine. You only got to cram it all in there. It's not a big deal. I, I One of my favorite podcasts, the only one I listen to, Film Junk. Film Junk, you guys are great. Uh, they do, they on the reg, do two plus hour podcasts. And because they talk about other things they like, they, you know, if they're going to get together, they have fun with it. Why not? Who yeah, cares? you got to have fun or else nobody else is going to want to. Right, exactly. And people put this shit on and they're cleaning their, you know, closets or they're at work doing data entry or some shit like that or driving, <laughs> driving on the bus. And Contemplating they'll, they'll listen to yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll listen to ten minutes or five minutes or an hour or whatever, and then they'll hit pause, and then they'll come back the next day or a week later, and then they'll listen to the rest of it. It's, it's you know, it's a podcast. It's free. It's out there. You know, it's just to have. We're your friends, and we love you, and we just you know want Do to be we? part of your life, but not actually part in the way <laughs> where we just tell you things that we think. Well, we stuff. would love them a lot or more if they do. just become subscribers. Like Ian likes to do. <laughs> I don't love you. Tyler doesn't believe in love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want subscribers. I want to tell everybody what to do. Slowly but surely, this is all my way to make everybody vote accordingly. And my big voting issue is page numbers on booklets. Everybody, for the love of God, it is so hard to figure out how to impose a book when the book doesn't have page numbers. And then you have images that look kind of the same. I mean, like, this is my big rant. This is my big rant. There you go. Nobody else will care about that. It's a printing thing. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so, like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy seems to be, like, able to do that harken back 80s ensemble adventure adventure thing and work, and that's kind of cool that that stuff can still happen and that we can still live in a society where people appreciate, like, oh, it's comedy and an adventure and characters coming together and people getting over their flaws and working together and we're not all so insular that all the movies have to be about, like, the chosen one that's special and better than everybody else and we all think that we're that and we walk through life looking at a mirror, extreme narcissism. Slash nostalgia. In a way, Star Star Lord is kind of that guy. He's like literally the son of a godlike person. Right. In this one, he chose his friends over. over He chose immortality. immortality, He chose his friends Mm -hmm. over immortality. Yeah, that says a lot. It's a good way to end it. Mm -hmm. And that's that. (laughs) Unless anyone else has something clever to talk about, huh? Don't look at me like that. (laughs) 